Hi there. Your ears are hearing my voice right now, but your heart is about to hear episode number 160 of The Mystic Show. Time to open up. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome back to The Mystic Show. I am your host, Chris Curran, and I'm a little bit tired. It's actually... Late at night, the night before this episode is going to post, and I got so busy today that I didn't record it, and then I happened to be speaking with a Mystic Show listener, and I mentioned, hey, I didn't get to record an episode, and he said, oh, no, and I said, wow, he said, yeah, I really look forward to him, so... This is the show where we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and many things unseen and otherworldly. And we're going to talk about essence today a little bit too. So if you practice what we talk about on this show, wow, it'll make a big difference in your life. So we release new episodes every Friday morning early. Well, I guess it depends where you are in the world. But you can hear our show as a podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, whatever app you use, including iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. And our website is themysticshow.net, themysticshow.net. And you can sign up for our behind-the-scenes email list and get a really cool audio project that I made called Relax with Rumi. It's selected Rumi quotes read over relaxing music. It's very cool. 47 minutes, four different tracks, no cost. Just sign up for the behind the scenes email list. And I'd like to quickly just say thank you to our sponsor, Pause Your Life. Do you ever feel like you just want to stop the madness and just just stop (laughs) and just chill? Well, Pause Your Life offers retreats and meetups For just that purpose, leave all your worldly stuff, your baggage, whatever it is, leave that behind for a couple hours or a couple days and you'd be surprised. You actually feel like a human being and you can actually just enjoy living life, just enjoy being alive. So we're going to talk about, well, something very special, but I want to quickly mention that my wife and I went to see the Seven Falls here in Colorado Springs, and I thought we could just drive up near the falls and maybe hike a little, but apparently we had to park at the Broadmoor, which is a big, huge hotel, but it's a whole, it's almost like a mini city, and so we parked there, that's free parking, and we took a shuttle up the mountain a little bit to this parking lot, and then we got out of the shuttle, and um, we had to buy a ticket. I think it was 10 bucks each. Not bad. And then we hiked up this road through this gorge. I mean, it was 
beautiful. We took a lot of pictures. Maybe I'll include some of the pictures in the post here. And then we got to the base of the falls and it's pretty impressive. Well, because most of the falls were frozen, but there's places where you could see through it and like underneath the ice, you could, you could hear the water was still flowing, obviously. It's just the top of it was frozen. It was pretty cool. And then there's this staircase that goes from the bottom of the falls. It goes all the way up to like a landing where you can rest. <laughs> and then it goes all the way up the other way. And basically you take a bunch of stairs and I, now I'm going to have to post pictures <laughs> of this because you have to see it. And I think it's 224 steps. We were pretty tired when we got to the top, but we kept going because along the way you see one or two more falls, but you keep going and you can see all seven falls. And we went all the way to the last one, which I think is called Midnight Falls. And there was a lot of snow on the ground. It was a little slippery, but it was it was a really nice little trip. Um, I think if you ever come to Colorado Springs to visit us, we'll take you there and it'll be great. And then we came down and by the time we got down, it was like, man, we were tired because we're, you know, we don't work out too much. And, but guess what? Right at the base of the falls, brand new restaurant. That's right. So we walk into this restaurant and literally walk through the door and there's a mountain lion. No joke. Okay. It's stuffed, but it's a real mountain lion. And it's one that they had to shoot nearby because it was attacking some dogs, I think. And it was close to people or something. Uh, but it was a small female mountain lion. Not small, average. Average size. And But it was big. And man, it was amazing. So I got, of course, I asked my wife to take my picture next to it. <laughs> and anyway, we sat down. We had some nice food. And it was great. We got to relax. had some I think I had uh, apple cider and my wife had coffee. Anyway, then we walked back down. We took the tram, got back to the car. It was great. Uh, that's one of the best things about Colorado Springs is that literally within 30 minutes drive, there is so much to see, so much to do, so many trails, you know, but you have to, you have to know that you're in a wilderness type area because there are mountain lions, there's bear, there are deer. There's a lot of deer. In fact, I have a deer story. It's short, but the deer came to our backyard the other day, which they always do. They're here all the time. And I think it was six of them. And the deer were just walking around, like looking for stuff to eat. So I just really opened the door, the sliding glass door very slowly it's in the basement here, right where my studio is. And there's a sliding glass door to the backyard. It goes right out into the backyard. So they were right there, right at the door. And I opened the door real slow and I just threw out some asparagus and maybe a potato or something. And they kind of looked at me and then they wandered over and, and, um, oh, that's what it was. They actually were coming to the door before we decided to feed them. They were coming right up to the door as if they were expecting us to feed them. And that's why we said, well, maybe we should give them something. And so we gave them some stuff and they were hanging around. And then we said, man, we got to give them some more food. They were hungry. 
And not all of them ate either, so wanted to spread the food around, you know. And so we got more food. We got some carrots. And man, I think carrots are the deer's favorite food. That's that's my experience. <laughs> but I actually was able to hand the carrot out the sliding glass door and the deer very timidly just took it out of my hand. It was a long carrot, so I didn't I didn't really get more, you know, any closer than, you know, eight or ten inches from the deer's mouth. And they're very docile creatures. They're not going to attack or anything like that. So then, and they hung around outside the door for like at least a couple hours. They would go lay down or sit down and chew their food. And then they'd kind of come back and see if there, you know, (laughs) see if there was more food where that came from. (laughs) Anyway, later in the day, uh, Muller cut up some, my wife cut up some uh, strawberries And she said, oh, you can give the strawberries to the deer. Well, it was in a little container. I didn't give it to the deer that day because they had gone already. But today, earlier today, I came down here and and there was no deer here. So I put out the strawberries or, you know, what was left of the strawberries after we cut them up. So I put them out right in front of the door. Like three hours later, when my wife got home, um, we came down and we looked and they're all gone. And I was like, oh, the deer must have come back. Nope. Guess who it was? Guess who ate the strawberries? It was the rabbits. My wife's like, yeah, the rabbits ate it. And I was like, no way. Because we have a bunch of rabbits around here, which is why the coyotes come around here and the foxes. So it's like wild kingdom here. It's actually really inspiring because, you know, we're not hunters and we're actually vegetarian. And so we just enjoy the animals for what they are. They're just beautiful creatures. Anyway, I just had to tell you all that. (laughs) I hope, uh, you know, this is the mystic show and you are a mystic in training. That's right. You're like a Jedi Knight. Although you may not have a lightsaber, you're still a Jedi Knight. You're a mystic. You're in training because you know there's more to this life than just eating food and making money and sleeping (laughs) or whatever. So you are a phenomenal creature. And I say that all the time. You are a phenomenal being. But you know what else you are? You are a shopping cart that pulls to the left (laughs) or right. That's right. I think we are all shopping carts that pull to the left or right. And it just takes constant adjustment on our part as we're living our life. You know, we sort of observe, hey, we're veering to the left. We got to straighten it out. It's a constant, I don't want to say struggle, but it is a struggle. On the material plane, I think it is a struggle, definitely. But that's uh, that's what we're doing here. Wearing these meat suits that we call bodies, you know, we're we're learning, we're navigating, and you know what? When we're brand new carts, when we're created as a brand new little cart, we roll pretty straight. The wheels work really well, <laughs> but each of us on the material plane, we end up somehow becoming a little bit like damaged goods. You know, 
we become banged up by life, you know, nicked up. Life takes its toll and we kind of have to keep adjusting. So what is a cart for? If if you are a shopping cart that pulls to the left, <laughs> what is a cart for? Well, a cart is to carry things, right? To transport items from one place to another or to, to carry things, right? So the question is, and this is the question for you, because the answer's inside you somewhere. Here's the question. What is it that a human being is carrying for the master? Right? A shopping cart carries things, and you're a shopping cart. So what are you carrying? Now, I have an idea, but I'm not going to say it right now. Actually, I might. I'll wait a little bit. (laughs) I don't want to give it right away. But basically... One answer would be, one idea is you're carrying love in your heart. So maybe that's your essence. Love in your heart or divine light or lightness. It reminds me of a plant, let's say, that grows from a seed. Right? If you think about a seed, if you've ever opened a seed of a plant, what's inside the seed? There's nothing. (laughs) So how does the seed know how to grow? I mean, what is it inside that seed that allows it to grow and become by being in the earth, by receiving water and somehow like magic growing into a plant? So in one sense, our physical body exists as the expression of our essence. So in a way, that's what you're carrying in your shopping cart is your essence. And again, what is essence? Well, you can't see it. It's the subtle nature of yourself or maybe even something that transcends that, right? Anyway, that's why we meditate to find out the answers to these questions. Or maybe maybe a better way to say that is to feel the answers to these questions or experience the answers to these questions. Because a lot of times when we want answers, we want the intellectual answer. But we don't always get the intellectual answer. You know, sometimes you might, but not always. But the feeling, the knowing, that's what we end up getting. And it's it's funny that our bodies are the expression of our essence, right? And it's, it's just so awesome. And our bodies almost, in a way, stand for our essence. And I think of the word or the phrase stands for, and I always think of, you know, someone's middle initial. It's like, oh, okay, my middle initial is F. And well, okay, what does the F stand for? Well, Stands for Frederick. Would you have guessed that's my middle name? And it reminds me of Eckhart Tolle, who always talks about words. He says words are just the signposts. The word is just a a sign pointing to, to the real thing. And of course, the real thing 
can't be contained in a word. It's just beyond a word. Words can't come close to describing it. So we use a word like shorthand, a word that stands for the real thing. In a way, that's your name is the same way. You know, if your name is Jane, you're not Jane. You are a phenomenal, wonderful human being experiencing something so magical, it, you, we can't even comprehend it. That's who you are. Jane is just a name or Steve. So we're shopping carts. Sometimes we pull to the left and we have to keep straightening ourselves out. And it really helps if we can practice meditation and keep going back to this essence inside of us. It's just an interesting thing happens when you start to focus on the inner essence. All the outer things take care of themselves. It just flows. It just works out. It's interesting. In a way, that's what's happening in my life right now. In my business, for instance, I'm about to get a new client, a really big client. My business is going to grow a lot. And it's great. I've been working pretty hard at it for years, and it's good. And at the same time, I also have another creative idea of another, you know, business venture to start. And that business venture, which is actually called uh, Podcast Engineering School, that venture is just happening. Like, things are coming together so naturally and easily that... I'm just going with the flow and it's really coming together. And of course, that's how it is in life. We spend a lot of time working at something and there seems like no progress, but all of a sudden, boom, something big happens and it, we see growth. Then we feel more confident and everything. So, But cool thing is when we focus on our essence inside of our heart, we always feel that confident, but it's a calm confidence confidence. It's not arrogance or anything like that. And you don't and you don't even speak about it. It's just there. So the other thing um when my wife and I were in the supermarket and we grabbed a cart that pulled to the left, which is why I thought of this whole idea, which I hope you're hope on some level is making sense. When we actually it was Safeway here in town. We we got into the supermarket Safeway, and I wanted to grab a cup of coffee, and they actually have a little mini Starbucks there. So first thing we did is we went to get a coffee. So I was drinking my coffee as we started walking through the produce section, and you know, sometimes I'd have my phone out checking stuff, and my wife is grabbing some stuff, and literally about ten minutes went by, and. I looked down and I saw that on this shopping cart, I've never seen this before. On this shopping cart, there was a cup holder. Like about halfway down one of the sides, there's a cup holder. I've never seen that. So I put my coffee cup, which actually I had just finished. I, I would need to put it somewhere. I just put it in the coffee cup. And then my wife walked up and I said, hey, did you see that there's a coffee cup on this cart? She said, no. Anyway, that was after 10 minutes 
of me pushing the cart with a cup of coffee in my hand. And I hadn't seen the coffee cup holder. That goes back to what we talked about a few episodes ago, where things can be right in front of you and you don't see it. We didn't see the coffee cup holder. You know what else you don't see? The essence inside of you. It is not visible. And you know how you hear people say that we are all connected or we are all one? I think what is meant by that is, in essence, we're all one. Meaning, my physical body is definitely different from and separate from your physical body. <laughs> we're, we're not one. <laughs> we're two. <laughs> but in our core, in our essence, in the essence of our essence, if you will, we are the same. That, that life force, that, that spark of life, that's what we share. That's one thing. So it's pretty deep to think about it that way. You know, if you don't practice meditation, I would recommend it. And it's just the only way where we can really just be with ourselves without putting forth any effort or any force. We don't use force when we meditate. It's a passive activity. You're not actually doing anything, which is hard for a lot of us in the modern world. We're busy running around doing things. It's hard to stop. But when you do stop, you start to perceive this essence and it becomes real. It becomes a real part of your life. I think in spirituality, a lot of times we, and it's, it's part of the growth process for each of us, I think, but there's always a part of our journey where we, it's more mechanical, you know, we just do our meditation, do our cleaning, and we do it at a certain time and we just always do it. It's, but it's very mechanical. There's not much passion or heart. We're not putting our full heart into it. And then there comes a time when you realize that and you say, wow, I've been meditating very regularly for so long. And then now I realize that I, I want to put my heart into this. This is something that's real, something that is valuable, more valuable than any material possession. Because this is actually some, something I can achieve that I can you know, most likely bring with me after death. Whereas my computers and my car and my deer aren't going to be with me after death. So I can actually earn something <laughs> that can't be taken away from me, even by death. <laughs> and look, and that's not the only reason to be passionate about meditation. There's other things we perceive and other beauties and wonders, I'm sure. But when that passion for spirituality kicks in, that need to experience it, to know it, that's when people start making progress and actually getting results. And the funny thing is, any good spiritual results you get and I'm not talking about better health or, you know, 
you don't have such a bad temper anymore. I'm not talking about those little physical sort of emotional perks of spirituality, if you will. I'm talking about higher awareness. I'm talking about a much higher level of consciousness and perception. When you start to experience those benefits of spirituality, it's hard to talk about. You can't talk about it. You can't explain it to somebody. Why? Because it's the essence. It's the nothingness inside that seed that grows into a plant. I mean, describe that nothingness. You, you can't. There's nothing to say. So that's how it is in our lives. That's why I remember being at a gathering years ago, and we were there with our spiritual guide, and it was we were there for a few days, and it was blissful. Really was, on a whole nother level, which can't even be described. And I think it was the second or third day, I saw one of my friends, and I said, I said, hey, how are you? And he just looked at me and smiled. He didn't even say a word. And I, and I realized, well, then he walked away. But then I realized, you know what? What a dumb question. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I mean, it just came from habit, right? We always say, oh, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you? Good. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Fine. So anyway, but when I asked him that question, the look in his eyes said everything. And it, descri- it, it, it gave me the feeling of that undercurrent of bliss without speaking a word. And that's, that's real. So if we can sort of distinguish between, distinguish more, at least, between what is true spirituality and what is you know, maybe some emotional relief in our life, which we need to, or physical well-being, which we need to, but we need to push beyond that. We need to push toward the essence. And because we're shopping carts pulling to the left, it takes constant effort. So I hope in the next week you can put some effort into your spiritual practice. And I hope you can receive some of those benefits. And maybe if if you like this silly analogy of mine or whatever I've said today, maybe you want to write about it in your diary or talk to some of your friends or family about these topics. These are the most important topics of our lives and we never talk about them. And that's why this show exists. So I'm really happy that you could listen. I hope this was helpful. And as you move forward in your week, your day and your week I don't want you to forget to keep shining